And welcome everyone to the newest volume of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And this is the newest episode until we get to the newest episode. Today, Current episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find a new catchphrase. New <laughs> we'll catchphrase. get there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's coming. Very depressed about this podcast because I'm I've been in a good mood because you know my team won today and everything was looking all shiny and happy. And then I remembered, oh shit, we're doing the podcast on Hot Tub Time Machine Two, which you chose. Well, yes, I choose bad movies when it's time to watch bad movies. We're doing good movie, bad movie. Yeah, yeah. And, we're apparently going back and forth. Well, I had to deal with two weeks of bad movies. So yeah, I was waiting is, for that. Thanks yeah. for that. No problem. Right. <laughs> you knew it was coming. So yeah. But this one was way, way worse than <sighs> than the last one. That's for sure. See, and I, I thought the first one was bad. Like this took it to a whole nother level. Now, I guess that's a good tangent to start off on. I did not think the first one was bad. Maybe it's because I didn't. Well, I didn't pay for this one either because I waited till it came on Amazon Prime. Well, no, I didn't pay for either one either. But yeah. still, it was one of those. I don't know. Hot tub time machine. You're expecting it. Like this is. You shove it in with like American Pie. You shove it in with um, what is it? The Get Hard. You shove it in with like those kind of movies. And even then, it was like ah, oh, you st- well, still went too lowbrow for me for some of these things. Yeah, no, no. There was definitely some lowbrow stuff, but I thought at least. It was a little bit charming and a little bit witty because they went to the to the 80s. To the 80s, yeah, which and, is kind of cool. Yeah, so and they music did, was good. Yeah, they did they did some of that kind of stuff. Plus Lizzie Kaplan was in it. Like there were good people in the movie. John Cusack is Cusack a good was person. In it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, it's a good So I put it more in the category of even though it's on the lower end, there are a few of those random movies that I would never give any credit to until I actually gave them a chance and they were good. And on that list, I put Euro Trip. On that list, okay. I put um, a sex uh, sex drive on that list. Okay. And uh, not another teen movie on that list. Remember that no, one? No, not another teen movie is so much better. Well, no, no, no. I'm I, in j- movies that you would not think were good that actually turned out to be good. I put Hot Tub Time Machine one. On the lower end of that list that I just listed. But, but Hot n- Tub Time Machine 1 got a Rotten Tomatoes of 63. This one got a 14. Oh, yeah. Believe me. I have that written down. Yeah. No, no. And that's that's what I mean. It's one of those movies that squeaked in where I would see a 60% Rotten Tomatoes movie and think it most likely is okay. And that's right. what that one was. But, yeah. Oh, no. We'll probably do a Ian Hates movies and not another teen movie because I think that's a genius movie. Like it's absolutely how smart they are, and not uh, not to mention also Chris Evans is in it, so it just right. you know, it just makes sense. But yeah, I I at least I'm trying to look at the positives because yeah, we didn't do Hot Tub Time Machine one, we're doing two because that actually makes it more fun because of how terrible it is. That uh, it actually got a national release. Like this wasn't a straight to DVD, which it really should have been. It, really, it should have been a straight to Netflix. No, I I absolutely agree, and I'm a little surprised they didn't because they could have gone like unrated or something. Oh, yeah. and did something like that where people would be like, oh, I'd give that. Like that is, look, without seeing any of Adam Sandler's six movies that he's putting on Netflix, that movie was better than anything that Adam Sandler's going to put out. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm he at least. I'm at least really gonna say time. that. Yeah. I mean, for what I what I was told from the uh, 
from the one he's got ridiculous six on on Netflix right now, there's a running gag of a donkey with diarrhea throughout the entire movie. So that's that's his sh- shit, literally, that he puts on the screen, and it's the fastest, most watched movie in Netflix history. Gross. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of shit. So to watch Hot Tub Time Machine two, there are things that are worse for sure. Right. I mean, should we be calling this like HTTM two? Like, should we, should we be douchebags and like just shorten it? <laughs> yeah, my mind just goes to like, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Michael Bay. That's that's where my mind went with that. Well, I did before before Ian hates movies was a podcast. I used to write articles. You know, I used to write out my reviews, and I did do uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles my, Michael Bay version. And people are still haunted by that review because I went in a whole different direction with that one where Michelangelo in the movie is so creepy and weird. He's always hitting on Megan Fox and he makes some kind of a dick joke at some point. And there's a whole article on turtles and how their penises are so ridiculously crazy that this it still haunts people. People, people, because I put the links in. People, of course you did. Yeah, because hey, awesome. if I'm if I'm anything, I'm thorough. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's a given. So yeah, people actually watched the videos and stuff, and then they were like, "Oh, I cannot get those images out of my head." So it's even puts it even creepier that Michelangelo wanted to have sex with uh, Megan Fox because of the way their parts are. Uh, things would be pretty bad for Megan Fox. Let's just, let's say it that way. So and they're yeah. making a sequel to that one too. Which I'm going to say, because I love Ninja Turtles so much, I will not go see it in theaters. That will definitely be an Ian Hates Movies review for sure. Uh, but it has uh, Casey Jones in it. Oh yeah, that's true. And Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> So, and I think Bebop or Rocksteady, one of them is played by Seamus from WWE. So it's already, they've got a perfect storm of greatness going right now. Wow. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when did, when does that come out? Summer probably? Yeah. I haven't seen, they, they released one trailer I saw after the Super Bowl because obviously I didn't no, watch. No, no, no. They're promoting the crap out of it on like you know spike and stuff like that because i keep seeing it randomly and it's just her pretty much talking to like it's not an actual trailer it's just megan fox being like come see my movie oh like <laughs> i thought i would have seen it i because I, mean, I watch ink master on spike but maybe i just don't pay attention to commercials probably yeah oh it's well. always on when i have my cops marathon on so i don't know well actually that's kind of a uh funny thing to bring up about not seeing commercials because i was looking through rotten tomatoes because we I figure later on we'll talk about possibly a couple good movies after we get through Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Uh, But I did notice, did you know what's coming out next week? Like March 18th, I think? No. Apparently the third movie in the Divergent series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen one commercial whatsoever. And I remember being like inundated on every single channel when the second one came out. So that one must have really, really bombed. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they're just continuing on. That that girl with the short hair now apparently yeah. is like all yeah, over. Well, yeah. Isn't they're the, already sold. They're already paid. So like, fuck, we just got to finish them and put them out. I say for sure we should do uh, Ian Hates Movies for that as well. All three of them. All three. It has to Sweet. be done. It has to be done. Well, just, no, no, and it's easier just to smash them all together anyway. Yeah, just like we're going to do Hunger Games as well. Uh, yeah, I know. 
I know. Fine. We have to. I haven't seen I, the I haven't seen the last one because it's not free yet. But I've seen zero. So ooh, that'd be good. You're yeah. gonna I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't ask you to do that. That's that <laughs> that might be too much. I think someone might like kill themselves if they had to do all of those in a row. Like under protest. Yeah. That's how bad they are. They are really bad. Jennifer Lawrence is awful. I, I don't know why anyone likes her. I don't know like she was okay in Silver Linings Playbook, but she didn't have much to do in that movie. She just yeah, but, had to play a surly teen almost like Yeah, but see the character she's playing in Hunger Games has no depth anyway, really. So of course she's kinda like just blank and blah. Yeah. Versus like I'm I'm slightly interested to see what she's gonna do in Apocalypse. Uh she well, she was terrible in the first two. So I don't know. I don't expect much because her like one line in the trailer is the worst line that there is. Like there's like, what if you can't control your powers? And she's like, then don't. Don't. And yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. We're in for a Jennifer Lawrence movie then. All right, I got you. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm full of venom. Like I had a good thing happen today, but then realizing I had to do Hot to Time Machine two, I'm like, fuck. Just really, yeah, no. yeah, really upset. And then I proposed and uh, postponed it for you. So you propose, you propose for hot tub time. Post, <laughs> post, shut up. <laughs> Longer, which yeah. we're both like, fuck, fine. It's okay. I'll do the editing for all this tomorrow. We'll get it out on Sweet. Friday. It's fine. We did last okay. week's on Friday, anyways, and then I got it out like that night. But probably people didn't listen until Saturday or so, anyways. Yeah. So it's not well, the biggest. Friday was fun because we were just all kind of fucked up anyway. Like yeah, it should be a new- it's like a punch drunk thing. <laughs> Just gotta make sure I have my gallon of sweet tea with me. Woo! Sweet tea. Yep. Yes, people. She is doing this show from Florida. Well, that and you know, it's a nice little sugar rush. And yeah. anyway, I got gotcha. you. Uh, let's see. So I guess we should. We'll dive into this movie and then we'll we'll go back uh, to hopefully some better chatter and stuff. But so. Let's let's start out this way. You know how much I know from people who listen to the to the podcast on a regular basis and or know me in person. They know my views of not only sequels and all that kind of stuff, but also sequels that completely undo everything that they did at the end of the first movie or the last movie, however you want to say it. So once right. again, the second movie here does the exact same thing. So for people who saw Hot Tub Time Machine 1, at the end of the movie, basically, everything is good. That That's how, like, Rob Corbin... Yeah, but they, didn't, they didn't really undo this. They just kind of gave him a problem. This is not Entourage. Like, this is one of those, okay, well, because you are a massive douchebag because you got a fuck ton of money, of course you're going to end up running into these problems eventually. Well, this is this is the only reason why in this case I say that they undid it was that they basically, by the end of the first one... Rob Cordry's character Lou and uh, the guy from Sex Drive, I forget his real name, he, uh, his son, Jacob. Um, it's uh, Clark Duke, who I actually like. I like Clark Duke. Yes, Clark Duke. Yeah. yeah. So Clark Duke yeah. is Jacob. That's Lou's son. You find that out. Spoiler alert. You find that out in the first movie. Yeah. First movie. You didn't know that originally, I guess. Um, but. By that time, so they're always they're fighting in the first movie, and they really don't like each other. But but at the end of the of the first movie, they're kind of they're not really father and son, but they're on a much better level. In this movie, right. they're right back to being shit to each other, like hating each other again. So right there, there's that. Nick Weber, who is Craig Robinson, 
he in the first movie had lots of problems with his wife. And then in this movie again, he's back to having lots of problems with his wife, even though they solved that issue in the first movie at the end. So that's the only reason why I'm saying there's still issues that they're just like, fuck it. And then, I mean, let's not yeah, forget John Cusack. He doesn't, well, even, yeah. he doesn't even fucking show up for this <laughs> He's movie. He's like, no, yeah. yeah. Or Lizzie uh, Kaplan. Well, fuck. Right. Well, no, I think it's more along the lines of, I mean, these are issues that weren't really resolved because, I mean, one, money's not going to solve your marital issues anyway. It's just going to kind of make it worse and lose a fucking douchebag. Well, and with more money, he's even a bigger douchebag. So, of course, I'm not going to, like, end up being, and you're going to treat me like crap because you really don't like me anyway. Well, that's that's one thing we're definitely going to talk about. An overarching storyline in here is it's hard to connect to any character in this movie because especially right. Lou is a piece of garbage and no matter what he does, it is true they are better off without him, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, he learns nothing. He yeah. is just the same person all the time. <laughs> like that's that's the moral of this story. Is he just yeah, so reprehensible that there is nothing like that's that's the thing in the movie too, is so they're supposed to be finding his killer technically in the future. And we'll get to why this is all happening. But he's supposed to and you're just basically like, well, he doesn't deserve, like, he doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> so, like, the world would be and a better place. the way place. you go out doesn't surprise me at all. Because that's exactly how I kind of expect you to get, you know, either going to be run over by a car or this is how someone's going to take you out. Yeah, they actually, they actually foreshadow. He actually says how he was going to die at the beginning of the movie. And you just, you just look past it. And then you're like, oh, shit, he said that before as an off comment. You know, so you're thinking, oh, maybe this movie's trying to be a little bit witty and trying to maneuver itself into a good position, but no, it, it that that no. falls way flat. So, uh, so I say, in my opinion, it seems like this movie just starts from the beginning again. So, except that they're all rich, except for Clark Duke, he just basically is the butler for Lou. Yeah, he's Jacob is the butler for Lou. I don't know how this happens, but he is because he's the only person who doesn't rip off. The future is pretty much what it is because the other two rip off the future. I mean, even John Cusack's character, they even play it up that he kind of rips off the future, too. He's the one who's just like, eh, I just know what's going to happen. Well, he writes he writes a book. That's why they say and they did break the fourth wall a couple of times in this movie, which they did like once or twice in the first one. So they continue their little trend on this one. But they mentioned, oh, I think we'll see him again. And then you don't see him again. Oh, no. You don't. So apparently, that contract was not picked up. Apparently, it was not the budget. I think I read somewhere that he's in the like. If you got the Blu-ray, he's in like a special scene or something like that. But yeah, it wasn't on the Amazon copy that I saw. So yeah, no. <laughs> but he was smart, and so was Lizzie Kaplan. Like Lizzie Kaplan, I think even said, "Do not use a picture of me whatsoever in this movie." <laughs> and we'll get to why that means something later on, but. Anyways, so we you if you know the basics of the first one, they time travel. When you they time travel through a hot tub with this Have night blackout drunk. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll get to that since they right. don't follow those rules later on. Oh, <laughs> so uh, they they use this this material called nitro tritium or something like that. 
right. nitrotridium, whatever, whatever the fuck. It's whatever, whatever furthers the plot along to get them to time travel. Um, and in right. the, yeah, in the first one, it's in like a Red Bull. It's in this Russian Red Bull. In the second one, they actually have the pure element uh, yeah, in it. Might yeah. So what basically happens is Lou is a piece of shit. He is still acting like a piece of shit. And they they open the movie with a uh, like an actor studio type thing. So behind the music. yeah, behind the music. But for some reason, they're talking to everyone in the group to catch you up on where they are, I guess, in life. Right. So yeah. uh, Jacob is like, oh yeah, I'm the butler for for Lou. Lou is wearing a wig and acting like he's in Montley Lou, and he has Lugal instead of Google. Uh, and all that stupid shit, and he's just a jackass. And then right. Craig Robinson's character, uh, Nick, he has been stealing pop singer songs. No, and this is the one. 20 years. Yeah, this is the one gimmick that I do like in this movie. And <laughs> if they had continued with it in throughout right. the movie, it would have been funny. But they go in a different direction, of course. But he can't remember all the lyrics of the popular songs, so he just makes them up. So he has the beat and he has the rhythm and all that kind of stuff, but then he'll just throw in random words that he thinks right, about. Right, but yeah. he knows the chorus. Right. Yeah. So I actually, that's a good gimmick, but they just don't follow because I think he said he wrote Call Me Maybe in like 1992 or something like that. So like, I did laugh at that. I was like, okay, that's fine. It looks like they might go in a good direction and then they completely let that fall. Like they didn't do anything else with it. So that's his character. So those are the three because they just say basically John Cusack has written books about a time-traveling person in a hot tub. Right. So it's like, oh, they. I mean, that's as smart as the Entourage movie inside of Entourage. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Lou has a – I mean, they show they show him at Lugal and they're in New Orleans, like downtown <laughs> New Orleans. Headquartered that. Yeah. Right. No, it's Bourbon Street, like right off. Yep, and uh, Camille Nanjiani is in the movie, and unfortunately in a terrible role because he is a very funny person and should have something better than, than right. this. But so he works, and basically they're saying that Lugal is being you know, put into the ground by, by Lou. And Lou mentions like, oh, well, if you make this nitrotridium, you have the, t- you know, the blah, blah, the blah. Keys for, to time yeah, travel. Yeah, keys for time travel. Bam, just shot you in the dick. Like that's the stupid shit that they have, and he makes a he makes one of the women like look outside of Lugal, and there's a guy with d- his dick and balls out, and it's like, oh, that's this movie. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you do get to see breasts later on, so I, I let it slide. Let's eh, slide. Not enough. A boobs? Not enough. Oh, oh, sorry. I was like, I thought you said, um, yeah, I, I thought I said something else. Well, the one girl though is ridiculously hot, so. Let's, you know, we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. So basically they set up that, there's that line of, of things to come. And then Lou is throwing, I guess his yearly party or something, some big party at his yeah, place. Like a, it's, it's supposed to be like, it's for Lugal. Like it, it's, it's like a corporate party, but it's not like necessarily like a Christmas party or anything like that. Even though it has that kind of a feel to it right. in his gaudy, hideous yeah. Shangri-Lu mansion and it's oh so much leopard print. It's oh. And let's not hurts. forget the huge ass oil painting of him fucking a tiger. Being a tiger. Yes. Because that's 
It's the centerpiece. It's the centerpiece. Well, it's the dominance of man over nature. That's the point of that piece. Yeah, and they do mention that a couple of times. I know. That's <laughs> so weird. But yeah, so uh, also Lou is still with John Cusack's sister, um, who is you know Jacob's mother. And right. they seem to be not going as well as they were in the first movie either, which I guess is you know just the way it is. Lou's still a piece of shit. So why right, so would shocking. yeah? Why would it be going well? And uh, yeah, they throw this party, and I I don't know if I'm missing too much. There's basically they're they're setting up for him to get you know possibly murdered. So there are people that they're setting up their um their basic motives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. setting up their motives. Yeah. So the wife isn't too happy with him. Obviously, Nick's wife is not happy with him because they don't go to see her sister ever, I guess, is the problem. Because he wins so many Grammys. Yeah, but that's, that's so random. It's one of those, okay, so you guys can come up with a legitimate complaint, like I need you to spend more time with me, which would have been a legitimate complaint, versus we never do anything, we're always at the Grammys, and it that happens once a year, so I don't really understand how that... But the, Just the, bad writing. The line, bad writing. But the line, of course, was... But it's the Grammys. And she goes, it's always the Grammys. Always the Grammys. And he goes, it's, it's not always. It's sometimes always the Grammys. Grammys. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the Grammys. Some, like, some bullshit like that. But right. so, yeah. So they're on, they're on the rocks. Luz has a weird dysfunctional relationship with his wife. Uh, Jacob, obviously, is really doesn't like Lou. And then there's also this other guy who they talk about in the behind the music thing where he was supposed to go to the ski lodge with them in the original movie, but they just apparently left him at home. Or never picked him up, yeah. So now he owns some property uh, in downtown New Orleans that he wants to sell Lou, but Lou's like, fuck off, you piece of garbage. Like, why would I ever help you? Even though he has 2 to $3 billion is what Bruce Buffer says when he announces right. him. And I thought they were going to do right. more with that too. But basically... They paid Bruce Buffer a ton of money probably to come on and just do lose intro and then walk away. No other follow up on that. No nothing. That's, I mean, that's the best. You're on set for like, what, an hour? Like, that's perfect. Sold. Probably, I can do that. Probably makes like 100 figures for that, too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I think he makes that kind of money now just from doing that let's get ready to rumble thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. But hey, good for him, though. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. But so he gets announced. And then Lou does this whole speech about how life is all about second chances. And if you get a second chance, you should always go forward and blah, blah, blah. Let's get drunk and fuck. And then all of a sudden it gets dark somehow. It gets dark and there's like lightning. And some person in a tuxedo steps up and takes the shotgun that had been hanging on his wall and in his gaudy, awful house and shoots him right in the dick. So it sounds funnier just saying it out loud. Like, I think that's the thing is we have put more effort into doing this podcast. Yeah, you're going to get more entertainment from listening to this than you would watching this fucking movie. There's no doubt about it. Like, absolutely. Well, he's also he's in white pleather, like the spandex looking like and there's a cod piece. Like, it's a whole big nightmare of a thing. And you would think that cod piece could have like, yeah. Apparently didn't do jack. Yeah, the codpiece should have blocked some of that, you would think. I don't know. But yeah, so he gets shot. But still, it's a shotgun, so it's going to blow everything apart anyway. Now, somehow, no one sees who does it. 
Like literally right, no one. it was that dark. Yeah. And I guess somehow, even though they showed his wife in the audience or in the little um, gathering there, listening to his speech, she never comes over to help him. Support him. Yeah, never. Yeah, no. Like that whole time. But yet throughout the movie, she's never a suspect either, which which I thought was a little weird. But everyone else is a suspect apparently. So no one sees who does it. And Jacob and and Nick run up to him, and you know Nick puts his hand on there because he's applying pressure, and they're like, "Oh, that's gay." Like, okay, all right, that's right. yeah. That's too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy funneling his balls or something. Or whatever. Said, yeah. So what they what Jacob knows is that, hey, Lou still has the hot tub, and Nick doesn't know this, so they carry him upstairs. There's a secret switch or whatever. They go to the back, and there's the exact <laughs> same hot tub. And I don't remember. It looked like it was indoors, right? Uh, yeah, it's in like a pergola. Like it's it's kind of an indoor outdoor kind of a thing. Okay, all right. So yeah, so he basically yeah. says he stole the whole ski lodge, and they throw him in. They take a whole cat. There's like a whole cabinet, fuseuses cabinet full of nitrotritium or whatever. They take it. They this time pour it into the time machine, which that wasn't how it worked in the first one. No. Uh, but then. Then say, all right, well, we had to go back in time to when he had a dick. Because I guess that's that's the thing about time travel for them is whenever, wherever they go, they take the place of the person there. Right. So you yeah. can't run into yourself. Yeah, you don't run into yourself. And then you look, even though they save money by never really turning you into what you're supposed to look like. They do it <laughs> like the first time and that's it. Just in mirrors. Yeah. And then you never really, yeah, or reflections. So when they're younger... You don't see them looking younger. They're just their older self acting with younger people. Now, when they end up going, spoiler alert, into the future, they end up looking older while everyone else looks however they look. That's just the way they do it. Yeah. So then, you know, Jacob says, oh, well, you got to get drunk because you don't want to. We got to get blackout drunk because you don't want to mess with the winning formula. And there's their first like fourth wall thing that they're that right. they're doing yeah so then they have a way 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 too long fucking montage montage yeah oh. of drug use and alcohol abuse and drug abuse i guess whatever you want to say all this stuff which makes no sense to just getting blackout drunk they're just right. doing, they're doing pills and they're pulling guns on each other and they're doing coke and yeah it's just whatever it's, it goes on for way too long then finally everything calms down they wake up lose like face down in the in the hot tub and they're like oh no he's dead and they pull him up and then he's alive and like yay i guess this movie still goes on i really wish (laughs) that's all he should have done he should have just died there and they're like oh i guess that's the movie looked at the you know looked at the screen and been like ah i guess we'll see you for hot tub time machine three yeah great so this movie continues on lou wakes up he has his dick everyone's all happy and one of the other things is uh, Jacob had seen, uh, what's his name, uh, John Cusack's jacket outside of the hot tub as well. Right. So they're like, oh, did, was was he here? Like, we haven't seen him in forever. He's here. So that's like motive number one guy, you know, is right. was it him? Did he shoot Lou? You know, he has lots of right. reasons, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they walk into the, they walk into what used to be. Uh, Lou's house and now it's basically got Jacob's stuff he's bald and it's it's weird ass paintings again and it's futuristic so they're like oh we came to the future 
And hold on, did I skip Chevy Chase? I think I did. Yeah, that was when they got out. That's that's right when they woke up. Woke up. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't before, was it? No, yeah, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, I but, think it was then. So yeah, I skipped that. So yeah, we actually get there. So Chevy Chase sucks, and we've known that for a long time. But he was in Hot Tub Time Machine One as the mysterious hot tub traveler, time traveler, maintenance yeah, guy, repair man. Yeah, yeah. So, so in this movie, somehow they got him back. I don't know why they would want to, but he did five lines of dialogue, maybe that were almost exactly the same as the first Ten movie. Seconds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, not no screen time. And basically said, you know. Hey, the the time machine takes you where it needs you to go, not where you want it to you go. You want to go. Yeah, whatever. And then Lou says, I've had enough of this, and I'm going to beat him to death with a golf club. And goes to swing, and he goes, no, 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 no. And I couldn't believe that he, he actually did a Caddyshack <laughs> reference in this movie. <laughs> Fuck him for even thinking he should be allowed to do that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what a slap in the face to Caddyshack. Motherfucker. So, yeah. So, that was probably the only thing I agreed with Lou with in the entire movie. Was, let's beat Chevy Chase to death Chase with, death with, with golf the golf club. Yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I did think he got... I did think I liked his anger when Chevy Chase disappeared, which he wasn't shocked about. He disappeared right. and he looked at Nick and Jacob and goes, why didn't you hold him? Like... <laughs> I, I did like the little thing like that, you know. So, all right, I'm going to let you take this next part. All right. So they go into the future house. Yeah, they walk down. What do they say? It looks like a gay German nightclub is the best way to describe it. Everything's like, I mean, everything's white, white leather, mood lighting-esque kind of a deal, but very super futuristic to the point where, like, it almost feels like a Star Trek set. Yeah. And come to find out you do that it is – Jacob's house. Are you eating? I'm sorry. I have a lozenge. You're a terrible person. I'm a horrible person <laughs> right now. And they check the news and that's when they find out what time it is. And it's uh, 2025. And they got to figure out why they were sent to the future and how is uh, Lou still alive. Because right. he should have died in 2015. So now they have to do the whole alternate, alternate time line universe type of thing. Very back to the future too, because it's skewed. Yes. So they go um, off, yeah. They go off into the alternate timeline, which is now yes. ten years in the future, where Lou is alive. Right. So they get to it that basically Lou's killer must be in the future. Yeah, from the future. From the future, yeah. So they have to find out who it is. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So then it comes in later, but basically there's a weird, like futuristic tablet <laughs> thing but it's as thin as a piece of paper and no, no, it looked like um like a vinyl record like it's it has like it should be like the clear sleeve to the vinyl record and there's a hole in the middle with of it. a hole it's in flexible. the middle yep so lou sticks his tongue through it and pretends like he's like licking an ass Starlack. yeah yep. right and so that's that we're just prefacing that for now so we can tell you what that really means later uh and then, right. Now, before we get to any of this stuff, they yeah. also do a good five minutes of you look like jokes as soon as they saw what they look like in the future. Because which that's got a, old fairly quickly. And that's from the first movie, too. So, right. yeah, so that's why they do it. And they did bring it up, too. They were like, oh, we already did this twice. To do it a third time would be tacky. Tacky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then also, hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. High five. 
High five. Could you guys get any more lazy or really? You guys say high five now. You can't just actually high five. Really? This is what we do now? That is one thing. That is one thing that I would actually use. I could see that. Yeah. yeah, I would use high five because I always loved um, in hot tub, not hot tub time machine, in uh, wet hot American summer when they go, oh, secret handshake. And then they just do a regular handshake after saying it. I've always been a big fan of that. So I could do high five without actually high fiving. Should we start that now? Or is that what we're going to do now? I think so. I think throughout this entire episode, to piss people off, we should do that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So from there, they decide, you know, hey, we got to find Lou's killer here. And Lou doesn't want to find his killer because he's dumb uh, and wants to go to the strip club. He wants to right. find out what a future strip club looks like. I was all with him. I kind of wanted to see what a future strip club looks like, too. Uh, but when he tried to do it or mentioned it, he started to flicker. So they did the whole, like, almost like a Back to the Future type thing. You're disappearing. And by the way, bringing it back to the future, the one, they had a few cameos that they should have kept from the first movie where they should have run into the older people in the second movie that would have brought things together. If Crispin Glover had been in the second one like he was in the first one and he had, like, a robot arm or something like that, I think they could have had so much humor with that shit because in the first one, the whole running gag is that they know when they're in the future like in, or in the present of their time, he's right. missing an arm. He's like a surly hotel worker guy and he's missing an arm and they never know why. And then when they go to the past, whenever they see him, he's in all these precarious situations where they think he's going to lose his arm and he doesn't. And then finally it happens towards the end of the movie. So right. Why didn't they? Maybe it cost too much money or something, but it would have been really cool to have him in the future, like with robotic arms and almost losing them or almost crushing them every time. Like, that's what humor is. Like, that's, I, I can't believe I have to write this for them. That's, this is how things work. You continue that. You could have also brought back the bullies from the first one, the ones that thought they were Russian spies. Like, all this stuff, oh, all the, yeah, they would have been older. And then they could have still been doing the same type of thing. Like, right. that it would have worked. Like, I don't know why they didn't bother. Anyways, Ugh, we put we put way too much thought into this than they did. <laughs> like, that's, that's for fucking sure. So, now they're going out in New Orleans. They're trying to find shit. Uh, and they're trying to decide on who it could possibly be that murdered him. And they land on, after blaming Jacob, after possibly being Jacob... They realize no, and they say, oh, well, it could be John Cusack's character because they haven't right. seen him for a long time. They have plenty of reason. I guess Lou tried to fuck his wife, which is foreshadowing, uh, so he's right. just a piece of shit. So they, right. they they look him up. They look him up on Lugal, and they go and they find his house, knock on the door. Who opens the door? It's Adam Scott, everyone. Scott. Woo! Playing a person named Adam, by the way. Uh, so, yep. And I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. What I'm not fine is wasting a great comic character that is Adam Scott. Yeah, they didn't do a good job with him at all. No, they didn't. It was really awful. So, Adam Scott should not be playing the straight man. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not his role. Yeah, no. No, I just think of the awesome show Party Down and how it's just really? oh, so funny. That that show was canceled way before its time, but anyway. You know, so. 
Yeah. He was by far my favorite character in Step Brothers. Absolutely. The singing montage in the car. My favorite oh, part right. of that whole fucking movie. So the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> it's, it's a, a fucking, fucking it's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. You not pull shit like that. In the Catalina fucking Catalina wine mixer. Wine. I don't I don't even know why that reference always stands out, but right? it's so fucking great. Like we could do a Step Brothers one because that's a dumb movie that's still right. funny. Right. There's enough stuff in it where you're like, "Hey, this isn't horrible, horrible." It's a little overrated, but it's still there are good lines. They are good lines. Yeah. They, they put a lot into being stupid. Like, <laughs> it, it really does work for them. It does. <laughs> okay, we are way off track. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Adam so Scott. Yeah. Ad, right. Adam Scott's a straight laced person. Now, it turns out that he is the son of John Cusack and what I thought was going to be Lizzie Kaplan. And not saying that, I, that we were going to see her, but I thought they'd at least have a picture of her. Instead, they say that he's the son of John Cusack and the girl who dumps him in the first movie who forks him in the eye. Right. So I don't know why they did that. So they had a picture of her. She's not actually in the movie. They just had a picture of her. So I don't know why they wouldn't say that it was just Lizzie Kaplan's. Because she wouldn't give them the rights to use her. I guess so. (laughs) So, yeah, I was just that was that was weird. So anyway, so that it turns out so that means basically that Lou is Lou is his like they're calling it Uncle Lou and right. his cousin or nephew is now Jacob, something like that. Right? Well, because Lou's wife Kelly is um It's John Cusack's sister. Sister, right. Yeah. So it would it would be Uncle Lou by marriage. Yeah. Um the problem I have with Adam and his um who's apparently engaged and his fiance's there is I hate this couple. Everybody's met this type of couple and I fucking hate this couple. Well, like it, I can't, all oh, these people just make me want to, I just yeah, you, you in the face. You would not want to. Well, th- I think this was a line that actually made me laugh because of how, so first of all, they wasted the, the person playing his wife is Jillian Jacobs and she's very funny. She was great. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's great in community. She's great in comedy. Bang bang. When she does that, she's very good in the show Love. If you watch that on Netflix, I'm like three episodes in. It's way better than Aziz Ansari's show. Like way better. Like that show is overrated garbage. Like people have told me how great that show is. It is so um, ah, what's it, pretentious that show oh so pretentious wait till you see i i I don't even want to ruin it for people because people are still that's one thing i won't spoil because we're spoiling this movie because who gives a shit you're right but i'm not going to spoil a show that is it can be written well at times but the show is pretentious aziz decides when he wants to act and when he doesn't want to act um love is a completely different like that's a completely different thing and that's it's been a very good relatively depressing show about relationships which means it's way more realistic (laughs) awesome so anyway so to see jillian jacobs in this role was a little disheartening because she deserves better but i did like her line when adam scott made a very stupid joke he said like oh we're getting married tomorrow and he goes, oh, I'm not, no, I mean to her, I'm not getting married to you guys, that'd be, that'd be silly. And she like starts laughing, and she's like, you're going to make milk spill out of my nose. And he goes, what, what milk are you drinking? She's like, oh, I had, I had milk earlier today. Like, just, that. Oh, God. 
<laughs> but I laughed at how there would be people that would make that stupid type of joke and think it's funny. Yeah, those couples. Those couples. And they find each other so entertaining. I go, oh, my God. Well, that's No, I can't know. Well, Kelly, let's remember, that's the point of life, is to find someone who can tolerate your stupid bullshit and you can live in your own little world with them and, like, you complete each other. Like, I think that was in a movie. Did someone say, like, you complete me at some point? Me? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't remember. A little boom box outside somebody's window. It's cool, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I think we're mixing movies now. Are we going to John Cusack movies? We are. <laughs> I would love to do Better Off Dead sometime, too. Because I think that's my okay. all-time favorite John Cusack movie. Two dollars. Fourteen oh eight has one of the best all-time <laughs> horror scenes I've ever seen in a movie. No, that's Stephen King. Oh. Yeah, that's Stephen King. No, True. actually, you know what? I have to talk about that scene because it's, it's too fucking good. <laughs> so the premise of fourteen oh eight. It's just fuck, it's just fuck, hard, yeah. fuck time machine. Fuck just time machine. Anyway. Yep. We can just go back in fucking time and and do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, cool. So. 1408 is a hotel room that is haunted, that's actually haunted. John Cusack's character is a writer who goes to these different supposedly haunted places and writes about them. And basically, all of them are shit, except for this one, it turns out to be right, this real. Is real. And what made him go off and do this stuff was that him and his wife had a little girl who died of cancer very young. And it was very sad. I thought they did a very good job of the emotional connection and it drove him and his wife apart you know all that kind of stuff like he was back in new york where she was and didn't even make contact with her because seeing her brings up the dot you know yeah all that kind of stuff it's it's terrible for parents to go through shit like that so in this room in this hotel room that's making all these crazy things happen at one point with all the chaos that's going on he opens the door because he hears his daughter and he's like no 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 and he walks into the room and it is his daughter and she's scared and she's like, dad, I haven't seen you for so, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he just loses it and he falls to his knees and she comes over and he's just holding her and it's so real to him. And then they do this amazing like smash cut kind of thing where there's been a song that continually plays that's supposed to like you know, get at him or like get at his nerves. So it's been silent the whole time. That's the chaos has stopped. It's been silent the whole time. He's hugging his, his dead daughter and it smash cuts away. You hear the song and his arms go in and she just turns to dust. And it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. Ash. Yeah. And it was so fucking heartbreaking for him that he's just done with everything. And I love that moment. I thought they did such a good job with having real emotion in a horror movie, which they don't, you know, normally it's just the screaming yeah. and running ah! away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. Yeah. This was real. Like that had pushed him over the edge type thing. And I thought John Cusack did a really good job with that. So, yeah. I mean, that's it's Stephen King. If they do it right, they do it right. True. Okay, so back to Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> so, Adam, it now also let me ask you this: How many people do you know in real life have their bachelorette party or um, bachelor party the night before a wedding? Is that a normal thing? It actually depends on where they are in the country. 
Okay. I've come to find out. Yeah. People who are in the middle of the country, apparently that's more of a tradition that's more hard because it is your actual last night kind of a deal Yeah. versus anyone on the East Coast or West Coast. Yeah. No, this is shit planned out. I mean, we go to Vegas for a weekend. Like, it's not – because no one really wants to be all fucked up and hung over well, the that's... day before they get married because I'm, I'm spending how much on photos and I want to look like shit and feel like crap? No. Yeah. I mean, I thought you're – I thought you're like – that whole wedding bullshit was supposed to be like the best day of your life or whatever. Like if you've been out partying and going to strip clubs and drinking and I mean, how do you feel good on that day? And now I'm going to be just pure for you. Cause I got it all out of my system. Yeah. And you have to go like talk to the family and friends and all that bullshit. Like, I don't know. I've just yep. never seen it because I'm not saying that every bachelor party or bachelorette party that I've been to has been like crazy over the top, but in general, there's still a lot of drinking no matter what. Like, right. It's just, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's just, okay. But so I guess basically what, what ends up happening is the guys are like, okay, we're going to continue to look. And he's like, I've never met my dad. So this would be great for me. And she's like, yeah, he he never has any fun. Like he never like this will be like his bachelor party or whatever. Yeah, You should go out. It'll be fun. So she sends him out with now they technically know they know Jacob because Jacob is a rich millionaire who like runs Lugal now. And Nick Nick is Nick Weber, the singer. And so they know him. So it's technically they're not sending him off with three strangers. There's just technically one right. stranger, and the other two are you famous just, people. With famous people, still people you don't really know. And then this is where the running gag for Nick comes into play. Yeah. So apparently he got sick and tired of one point of remaking other people's songs that you know they didn't know he was remaking other people's songs. But so he makes a terrible song called "The Strut." And it is like he throws his hands back and it is almost like they're grabbing dicks and jerking them off as he like or picking dicks from like a tree, like a dick tree, which they don't even make that joke. How do you no. not? How do you not make that joke? That's that's the joke to make. So yep, once again, like when you see the music video later on, it feels very like Gangnam style. Like that's what they're 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 trying to make fun of. Right. And a little bit Will Smith, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like Will Smith and Gangnam Style. Yeah, all together. Yeah. So that's a new thing. So Nick is divorced, and he's basically a singer who still wants attention, who goes around. Yeah, washed up singer who wants attention. That's basically what he is. So anyways, they let let him go. They let him him go with all these weirdos. Um, And then that's where it turns out also – that he's like, oh, Jacob, you're so you're so great. Would you mind signing my dick pad for me? So it turns out that thing that that Lou stuck his tongue in is a masturb- masturbatory device. I guess is how you want to say it. It's an iPad that you can fuck. Yeah, and it sounds great. Like seriously, no, if I, someone I makes like that, the, like, it, yeah. it, it's extremely user friendly. Like there's just a way you can like tighten it and loosen it if you want to. Like it was very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. It's very interesting. It's very, it's just, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's how women feel about the fleshlight. We find this interesting. Right. We, we don't really want to partake. We weren't. It's an interesting device. <laughs> well, that's because you know sometimes men feel like you guys are devices. Oh shit! I said that two days after Nas- International Women's Appreciation Day. <laughs> I should not have said that. My apologies, Kelly. <laughs> 
Lovely. I make I make better jokes here than Hot Tub Time Machine does in their fucking movie. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So, anyways, so it turns out that's how Jacob got rich. I guess is making the the dick pad. Whatever. Awesome. Yeah. So they find they find that out, and then they go around. And they end up seeing, I believe this is what happens, is they end up seeing the guy that I had mentioned before who had the the property that Lou didn't uh, want to buy. Oh, did I miss, I'm missing something? You're, you're skipping ahead here. You you forgot the part just where like, Lou gets into a fight. Oh. I was going to say, <laughs> just like just like time travel. I'm creating alternate universes. All right, sorry, go ahead. High five. High five. So, no, you, you skipped over the part where uh, Lou gets into a fight with the um, automated cars. Because apparently people don't own cars anymore. They're all self-driving. Yep. In 10 years, no one owns Shitty a car. Smart yeah. cars, which no one fits in. So that's even funnier. Yeah, I would not be able to, That car doesn't look like it can hold a 6'5 person. There's just... No. Yeah, there's no way. So, yeah, these cars, you're supposed to be nice to them. And they show up when you need them. And they take you where you want to go. But, of course, Lou's a piece of shit. So he starts saying bad things to the car, and while while Adam's like, "Oh, but you're a great car, and I appreciate you." Like yeah, all thank this, you for being- yeah, yeah. So now the car basically is pissed at Lou. They all go off, and the car is inside its internal memory or whatever is asking for permission to kill, kill. Lou. So they leave it at that. So <laughs> there's right. another possible person that wants to kill Lou now Run in the future. Looting. Yeah. Then they go into downtown New Orleans, right? Yes. Yeah, and this is where they then meet the guy uh, who Lou originally would not buy the property from. It turns out he's super rich now. So they're like, oh, he must be the guy. So they tackle him, and he's like, they're like, why'd you kill me? You know, blah, blah. And he's like, what? No, I love you. You're the best because you didn't buy this property. Like they said, Hurricane Beth came through and like destroyed a bunch of New Orleans. So his property value shot up and now he's like super rich. So he's all happy. So they're like, oh, I guess it's not him. And they go upstairs and they uh, they go into this crazy drug party thing that he's having at his business, I guess. Yeah, it's apparently it's a 24 hour nightclub kind of a deal. He's a party guru or whatever. Um, and I love the fact that for some reason he can't actually wink at anyone. He can only blink at people. And that was probably one of the the only nice things Lou did during the movie was he was like, "Here, let me hold your eye for you. Let me hold one open, <laughs> and then you, you can, can go close ahead and the other one." Yeah, yeah. And they only go to that gag once, though. That would be right. another thing where a no, running no, no. gag Every would time work. He, no, no, no. But it actually is a running gag. If you pay attention to him when he's like, trying I did to not get pay attention. <laughs> And pick up people and talk to chicks. He keeps blinking at everybody. Oh, right. No, no. I saw it. I was just hoping that people would actually talk about it and they do <laughs> yeah, something no, no, no. similar. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, saw, I saw that part. Um, and what we did fail to mention is at the original party. So let's go back in time. You like that? Oh, That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. So they go back in time. And uh, Jacob was hitting on the coat check girl who I believe is ridiculously hot. And I looked her up on IMDb, and she's in like nothing. Um, she's in like she was in How I Met Your Mother for like an episode or something like that. But she was completely turning him down. And then when they walked into his future house, she's just walking around topless in like small. Like you do. Yeah, like, like well, I thought that's what happens. But so that was that was very uh, entertaining. And then that's what she, happens in rich people's houses. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. That's. I guess that's why it doesn't happen in my in my apartment. There's not a lot of places to walk in your apartment anyway, though. Yeah, they go like, "Oh, you're doing a podcast. Oh, okay, you're not rich. All right, I, I got We're you." We're just gonna do laps from the bathroom to the treadmill to the bathroom to the treadmill. Yep, that's how that's how it works. I mean, they could get on the treadmill naked and then bounce the bounce the bounce. I would imagine that would start hurting a little bit. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> oh, that's coming from experience. Yeah, no, it's not great. Okay. Every okay, every woman is put on a shitty sports bra, and they're like, "We're gonna go work out," and then ten minutes into, you're like, "Fuck this noise," because that hurts like a son of a bitch. Oh, or okay. wooden roller coasters are the death of everyone, and they suck ass. <laughs> I thought those were the classics that everyone was supposed to love. If you love roller coasters, not if you have tits. Holy Phew. shit! Phew. Phew. <sighs> Swiping my brow here. Um, yeah, so I love those roller coasters because they're worse. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. so she happens to be at the party as well, and she's just wearing like underwear and a shirt. Um, so A-OK a with that, like thumbs up, high five. Oh, no high five back. So yeah, no high five. No, no high five back. So, <laughs> so she's basically saying like, Oh, you're not going to do any drugs or drink and be like your fucking father, right? And he's like, "Oh, okay." You're I t- you said you'd be good. Yeah, so she's like, "I see where this is going." People are like talking, like there's a lot of interaction between Adam Scott and Nick, like throughout most of the movie. It seems like they're very, and they get closer um, later on in the movie. But so Adam Scott's talking and you can tell he's just a straight laced whatever guy. But then for some reason, Lou talks him into getting their craziest drug possible because he's getting yeah, married. Lou doesn't even really talk him into it. He's the one who goes to the extreme and it's like, okay, what's the worst shit that you have? I'll try one of those. Well, after Lou says like, oh, you're giving up your whole married. life. To, why would right. you want to have be fun? married for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically Lou's doing every drug that's there. Nick's right, doing drugs. Yeah, they're all doing stuff basically. But so they give him a ladybug. And it's just this ladybug sticker thing that you put on your neck. And it's this huge um, like acid trip. LSD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's LSD. Yeah. So now the person who's never done anything in his life is now doing that. Goes to the extreme. Yeah. And of course they do a you know, GoPro camera-esque montage of him being you know stupid Stupid. wasted yeah yeah so he calls he calls his wife and he tells her she's he's a god and freaks her out and (laughs) yeah he's just going off and apparently you're not supposed to take the thing off for 24 hours for some reason they tell him that right some sort of side effect yeah now does anything else happen at that party no no so then the next morning they're looking for adam scott and he's up high on a tree for some stupid reason. Cause Cause he's, he's when high. you pass out, yeah. you climb a tree. Yeah, right. he's, he's high. So they're like, hey, we got to get to we gotta get to your wedding or whatever. But then a whole bunch of cars show up and they're actually supposed to take Nick to a game show called Choosy Doozy. Yep. So Adam. He's the best host of all time. Well, yes, and I still don't know why he wasn't just by his name, but we'll get to that, but Adam Scott decides and once again to show what a piece of shit Lou is. Adam's like, "I'm just going to jump." And everyone's like, "No, no, that's a terrible idea." And Lou's like, "That's a great idea." Lou's and like, "Yeah, just fucking do it." Just fucking do it. And Adam's like, "Yeah, I think I can do it." Uh, you know. So he's just he does it and Nick catches him. 
And he's just like, yeah, I'm strong as fuck. I was like, oh, oh okay. They're, yeah, sure. Cool. So the cars show up, take them to Choosy Doozy, and the host is who? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to let you say it. It is none other than Christian fucking Slater. Ow! Yep. And I don't remember what his name is on the in the movie. So it was kind of strange to see him show up for this because I haven't seen him in a lot of things other than like Mr. Robot. Uh, he hasn't really been doing too much movie-wise. Um, he's been doing a lot of like random cameo crap, so it doesn't surprise me. Like he did a, a random like health and safety video or something for the office and stuff like that. Like just you not expecting to see him, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Christian Slater, and we're going to talk about blah 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 blah." I gotcha. So this game show apparently is the. So 10 years in the future, all game shows are more extreme, I guess. So two. It's what? Like super dark. Like you know, it's almost like Sophie's Choice, live on Fox. Like it's stuff like that and you're like Jesus yeah. Christ. I think Jacob Making it afraid is bad. Oh my god. Yeah, Jacob was asking Jacob was asking like Adam Scott what the game shows were like in the future, and I think one of them was like get out of the burning building alive and they're like they put a bunch of kids in the burning building and they tell them how to get out but then they also tell them when to give up like yeah <laughs> so so choosy doozy is a show where they it's celebrity choosy doozy by the way so nick nick is on the show because he's that horror celebrity apparently in the future that will do anything and and he said welcome welcome back to the stage which probably meant he's been on the show before as well so supposed to show that you know he's that kind of loser celebrity thing so he gets up and choosy doozy everyone has to yell out something for the person to do so the first thing is like eat a whole bunch of waffles and then, of course, because Rob Cordry's character Lou is such a piece of shit, he goes, fuck a dude. <laughs> because apparently all the gay jokes are really fun. So fuck a dude, fuck a dude. And now everyone's voting. Now the whole audience right. is voting. And it's neck and neck between Eda, waffles? Eli Waffles or fuck a dude. Sex. Yep. And it comes up, obviously, fuck a dude. <sighs> and apparently they're used to this. So and they're like, yeah, this is what it normally is. Yeah, what I did like is that Christian Slater was like, "Oh, that's great! You almost had to eat a whole lot of waffles," and like rubs his stomach. <laughs> he's like, totally would have done that. Yeah, cool. Nick's like, Fine, Nick's like can, yeah, he's like, "Can I do that? Like, I I want to eat some waffles." <laughs> so, but the twist, the M Night Shyamalan twist of this game show that people from the past would not know, <clears throat> is that whoever choosied it has to doozy it. So Rob Corddry doesn't know this. And believe me, I, I'm making this sound more fun than it actually is. Oh, no, so, absolutely. Yeah. So Rob Corddry, the security guys, guards show up, and he's like, wait, what? I, no, I didn't. Takes them out. They put these virtual reality suits on. Suits on and, them. And then up on the big screen, they're basically in a virtual reality thing where they can feel and all this stuff. And Rob Corddry's just in, like, short underwear and nothing else speedo and a robe yeah and yeah and um yeah craig robinson uh is nick is in a robe or whatever yeah right so they gotta they gotta fuck and yeah. they say they're not going to but then they start getting electrocuted because that's a thing and christian slater is just like he's like yeah this happens like 
a lot of times it's like it's like two guys or it's girls on girl or sometimes it's even guy on girl and everyone in the crowd laughs like <laughs> like that's a big like 2015 <laughs> thing <laughs> lord yeah so yeah so they go ahead uh they go ahead and they're about to do it because otherwise they're probably going to be killed so sure did, yeah. yeah so they're they're about to do it and then all of a sudden a button that says lifeline shows up <laughs> yep so rob cordry pushes it it turns out that when a lifeline shows up, you can choosey a new person to doozy it. So, of course, because Rob Cordry is such a piece of shit. Asshole. Yep. Instead of just pointing to some girl, someone that Nick wants or something. Yeah, random person. Yep, random person, whatever. He goes, oh, I know someone who loves this show. Well, who's that? Adam Scott. And I was like, no, I, I'm getting married tomorrow. This would be a. Tomorrow I can't. I'm good. Yeah. This would be a fidelity issue. And they don't show it, but they end up do having sex, um, apparently. And when they're walking out, they're like, oh, so how is that rape? <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that was a gray area. Technically, it's sodomy, but, you know, it's really about the feelings that are involved and how violated you truly feel. Yeah. So even though Adam Scott is a straight man, he's pretty much the, like, go along with the flow guy, too. So Ugh. he doesn't take it as harshly as he probably should. And that it's also he's been technically desensitized because, you know, this is just shit that they normally watch on TV. Eh, it happens if you're in the audience. And this is what you sign up for. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so now at this point in the show in the movie so he's supposed to get married today by the way it's like i don't know how you don't get back to that at some point but i right. think is this the part where lou tells him to get the stupid ladybug off his neck yeah because of course lou's full of great ideas so right. he was supposed to wait 24 hours but he doesn't and he's like oh lou you're always great at telling me what to do and then all of a sudden he just his body breaks down yeah, it, foaming at the mouth, passes out, like convulsions. I, every, every bad thing you could possibly have happen happens. Right. And now, was this, this was right before, or no, this was after, uh, oh, I think Jacob went off on Lou, though, before that happened, right? Because he leaves the group, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jacob finally has had enough of Lou's bullshit, calls him like a virus and he's like, you're just a terrible person. Why would you make him do this? Like, you're an awful blah, blah. Goes off by himself. So then right, right. that's when the ladybug comes off. Adam Scott now has to go to the hospital. So Urgent care. Urgent care. And who's the nurse or, or and or doctor on urgent care? Well, it turns out to be Lou's ex-wife. Wife. Yep. And she's been in a clean and sober program and... You know, she's got her life together and they haven't been together for a long time. And he's like, oh, you know, whatever you did, I forgive you, you know, because that's, of course, how he would think of things, right. you know. Right. Not my fault. So then Clearly there's a, a whole long sequence where they have to help Adam and it's just dumb. And gross. Yeah, it really makes no sense of why they go this far. Basically to say that Adam Scott has like the worst time because of Lou, because they're setting up everything for later right apparently right so they get through all that shit lou still doesn't learn anything even though his ex-wife is telling him that he's a piece of shit you know all that kind of stuff he always thinks it's someone else blah blah, blah. 
So then uh, Jacob goes back to that 24-hour nightclub party, whatever the fuck, and orders everything, basically. Yeah. Like, let's see it. Fuck appa- this noise. I'm just going to get shit-faced. Yeah. And apparently that happens on the reg because that's what the guy said. He's like, okay, get him the usual and call security. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's where his girlfriend, the hot girl, sees him like this again and is like, you know, you're a loser. You know, I'm done. You're like your father, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So once the guys get Adam Scott all set, they go and find or try and find Jacob. And the guy tells them, oh, no, I had to kick him out. You know, he's he said he's going to his family therapist or whatever. And uh, what's his name? And Lou knows exactly what that means. That means he's going to basically commit suicide off of a high building. Yeah, I'm going to jump off the jump off the top of the roof yeah. so, of the Shangri-La. Yeah. And I guess oh, the Shangri-Lu. Yeah, the Shangri-Lu because, yeah, that's funny. Um, so they had to, I guess this is the part where you were supposed to feel something for Lou, maybe, I guess. So he shows up and, you know, Jacob's about to jump and he goes over and he sits by him and he tells him basically that this runs in the family and that everyone has tried suicide in the family. He's like, and your son will try and commit suicide and, you know, all this stupid stuff. And he gives him a hug and then Jacob actually falls and as he's falling, he get well, first of all, he falls. Lou catches him. is like, I'll never let you go. And then he's like, oh, no, you're slipping. And he yeah. falls. And right. Gives him the middle fingers as he goes down. But I guess because he's a it's Lou's son, you know, Jacob, he had invented a suicide prevention thing that are apparently probably on most buildings, maybe only owned by Lou. I don't know. But it's like a gravity force field thing that stops right. anti, you know, anti-suicide stuff. So he's happy about that. And then fucking Lou goes, oh, that looks like fun. And he yeah. jumps too. Now, once again, this is where I would have gone with a joke. And had it been because he's such a piece of shit that the anti-suicide thing is like, oh, no, this is a good idea. And let yeah. him go through and maybe he lands in like a, a garbage dump or something. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's how you do jokes. That's how things, <laughs> that's how things work. You you look for that because well it's because you're waiting for that asshole to get his comeuppance yeah. and since the only time you see that is at the beginning of the movie and now you're trying to prevent the whole movie is trying to prevent that one person getting what he deserves anyway you're kind of like eh. yeah yeah and plus you would think that if Jacob invented this thing that maybe this thing would realize who it is that it's saving and be smart right. enough to go like oh no the world would be a better place without you the same way the cars are sensitive and would be like oh fuck that guy. Yeah. And by the way, I think that has happened now where the car has been given approval. So there's a couple of times where like the car will speed past and almost hit Lou. Like that kind of thing. And he's like, that fucking car tried to hit you know, that kind of thing. Which is dumb. <laughs> it's silly dumb, but it, it works for this stupid movie. Right. Okay, so wow. I'm a little out of breath explaining all these dumb things. Uh so Jacob's feeling better about himself. Uh, Lou is feeling better about this self and they're like, well, who could it be? Who could still be the, the murderer? And then on their digital, you know, news pop-up thing, Lugal is now doing well because Kamel's character has been pretty much like inventing and been like put in charge almost that kind of thing. So he has invented nitro So now if they can get some, 
they can make it back to the past. But they're like, oh, right. that guy always hated me. It, it must be him. So, right. Yeah. So they show up to the unveiling of this product, which is, again, like a little party type of thing. And actually, I think it's at Jacob's house, too, because he owns Lugal, probably. I think. Am I right? I think so, because they, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, it no, actually no, no. doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. No, because what it is is the way that they track him down is because, one, it's Adam's effing wedding and he needs to get there and the guy's going to be at Adam's wedding. Ah, that's The it. whole unveiling yes. was on the news. Yes, so that's, that's where it. they do the whole little whatever. So basically they get Adam to his wedding. And there, Jillian... Clusterfuck. Yeah, Jillian Jacobs, is her, his soon-to-be wife, is all, like, almost drunk because she's, you know, saw Choosy Doozy because it's her favorite show and heard his tell you know his phone call and knew he was on drugs all his time and is telling her bridesmaids that like they blew all the guys in Pittsburgh so she never got to let off steam so she's you know she's pissed so while they're looking for Camille when Lou is looking for Camille he runs into her and is like oh you know like what's up and she's all flirty because she wants to now have sex with someone to hurt Adam Let Scott. Steam. Yep. So of course, Lou, the piece of shit that he is. I mean, how many times have I said that during this this recap? He is a piece of shit. So he has sex with her. Adam Scott, obviously, because this is his fucking wedding, is going to look around at some point for his bride, and sees that she's having sex with him. So that sends him into a rage. Jacob finds Camille, realizes he's not the one who is going to kill uh, Lou because he actually likes that Lou gave him the idea to create the time travel thing. So Right. Yeah. So he's, or yeah, whatever. he's fine with it or whatever. So then Adam Scott takes the tritium, somehow finds, some somehow, by I don't know how he knows this, goes back to Lou's house and goes back right. in time through the time, the time machine. machine. Yeah. So right. it's in a That's secret room. At all. Yeah, it's right. in a secret. I have no idea how he does it. But he says, so basically you know Adam Scott's the one who goes back and shoots Lou in the dick. That's what that's Which what makes you sense know. Now. Yeah. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense because of all the things Lou has done this whole entire time. So they get everyone together, they go back to the hot tub. And they're like, oh, no, how are we supposed to get back? We don't have any more nitrotritium. And Lou starts to fade. And then they realize, oh, wait, well, because it's been, because it's been invented it's now. It's been discovered. Our it cabinet, should be in there now. Yeah, our cabinet should right. be full. So they find it. And this time, they just fucking jump right in the time machine. They don't get drunk. They right. pour it, it just in. happens and it just works. And it goes. And this time they had to set the date. Even though they never set the date any other time. Yeah, and it's, it goes right. right back. So now you've got Lou comes down the stairs about the same place as when he was making his speech in the original one. Adam Scott comes out. He's got the shotgun. And Lou's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Goes down and then has a change of heart and is like, you know what? I'm a piece of shit. Like, kill me. Puts a shotgun to his dick. Adam Scott can't do it. Then tries to take the shotgun himself and do it himself, and Adam Scott won't let him. Now, while right. this is happening, the whole party is just watching this. Just standing there. Yeah, just standing there. And right. then he ends up shooting by Adam Scott in order to stop. Lou from shooting himself shoots the painting in the dick that has the tiger being fucked. Fucked. Yes. Yeah. So now everyone's still fine with all this, and Adam Scott actually realizes he can't do it, 
and he meets Jillian Jacobs at the party. So once again, it's that whole like Terminator, and they do mention Terminator a few times. <laughs> like they're mentioning, oh, it's just like Terminator, and they're like, right. you say everything's like Terminator. It's like, Terminator. <laughs> it's like it's because it is. This is true. It's true. So obviously, in order for him to meet his wife. He had to come back in time for, you know, blah, 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 blah. So everything seems to be set right because basically what happens is Lou just like no one cares about any of this stuff, by the way. Lou goes to his wife and says, hey, want to do like a sober retreat thing with me or whatever? And she's like, yeah. Nick sure, goes, yeah. Nick goes over to his wife and goes, "Hey, you know, we should see your sister sometime. They are all fine now." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Grammys. I'll hang out with you. It's cool. Yeah. And then Jacob finds the hot chick, and he's like, "Hey, I had this crazy vision of you and I together, and blah blah." And I guess it was all the confidence he had, or whatever. Right. And, and it's the just, new pantsuit. And the new pants. <laughs> and she just like makes out with him. So apparently that's a thing. And then he pulls out the dick thing, and he's like, I'm going to make tons of money with this. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and so th- that was that. Oh, jeez. And then we get to the end, and I believe this is the end. It's, it's Adam Scott's back with them, and they're basically going to send him to the future. They're going to send him back to the future, which doesn't yep. really make any sense because he could stay in the past and just live the same way they did before. You know what I mean? Like, there wouldn't... Do they actually end up sending him to the future, though? No, they do not. Hey, spoiler alert. Jeez. <sighs> so they go back to the time machine to send him off. Um, and one one running joke we did forget, and it was I was okay with this one, too, was uh, anytime Jacob would bring up time travel, fringe. he would he would also make he would also say fringe because of multiple universes. Nerd. And then they would start <laughs> Nick. Nick and Rob would start singing. You're a fuck. Nerd, you're a fucking nerd. Like, it's so dumb because the whole <laughs> it's just so dumb. But so what happens is all of a sudden Rob's about to talk about how he's gonna change his life or whatever. The the hot tub for some reason is shooting out like this long stream of water out of the top that doesn't flow. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then yeah. and then all of a sudden another you just Rob Quarter's head explodes. Yeah. Just up, she had up a right. shotgun blast. Yeah, yeah, just upright, upright, expo- or musket blast. Well, explodes his head, and there is fucking Patriot Lou from the past, and he basically says, "Revolutionary yeah. Lou." He was like, "That Lou was bad. That Lou sucks. Take it from me. I'm the good Lou. Come on, <laughs> one of the good Lou's. Yeah, one of the good Lou's. Um, that trust me, that one was bad. And he's like, "Come with me to make America or something or create America." Yeah, right, right. And he walks in, and this was a good line. I did like this line. I think they <laughs> used, I think they used it in the trailer, and that's why they do use it in the trailer. Yeah, they did. So they're like, "Should we, should we go? Should we go with them?" And Jacob turns to Nick and goes, "I mean, you're not going to be super welcome there. Welcome but there, we should but you know, whatever. Yeah, we should definitely, <laughs> we should definitely go." <laughs> so they they run it they run into the time machine you think that's now it's the end credits where they basically are saying there are multiple universes as well so i guess each of them have been different roles in different in different universes so they just start taking the places of random people like they stop in one the lincoln assassination in another um 
for some reason, like Rob Cordry is Michael Jordan. Uh, in one universe, um, Craig Robinson is uh, is uh, Evander Holyfield. He gets his ear bitten off. Like they're the Beatles in one universe. Like because it yeah. didn't make any sense. They can't do time travel that way because you wouldn't have no. the talent of the people. You wouldn't be able <laughs> right. to. You couldn't just yeah, all be the Beatles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So it has um, to be multiple like universes. Moon landing yeah. and yeah. whether or not it's staged or not. And yeah, all that wink, kind of fun wink. stuff. Einstein's such a jackass. Like all that kind yeah. of fun stuff. And t- I slept with Marilyn Monroe. How am I still a nerd? Yeah. You're such a fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. Yeah, anyways. <sighs> so I think that's it, right? I think that's the movie. Yes. Yes. So we made that sound way funnier than it was. <laughs> We're laughing more at us trying to explain the movie. Trying to get through this. Yeah. So that was that was a movie I would I would certainly not recommend it. Kelly, would you recommend Hot Tub Time Machine 2? No. 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 I would I would say if it's on HBO or something without commercials, I would watch Hot Tub Time Machine 1 if you haven't watched it. That's that's right. the only thing I would say that yeah it's not bad it's it's a fun time machine movie versus like a stupid time machine yeah. movie do you you watch the first one because crispin glover is awesome and but it's the 80s, which is even better it's what the 80s yes and it's also yeah so it's all it, it just a lot of things that they work it just works the way that they do it so give that one a chance um if you have obviously only for you know no commercials and for free like I wouldn't give it any money or anything like that, but in general, it's it's not a bad movie. Ugh, this is ugh, gross. So yeah, um, yeah. Ian Ian hates Hot Tub Time Machine too. That's 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 for sure. I I'm hoping they don't go for the third one. I think this only made or it lost like two million bucks or something. It was a very yeah yeah yeah. It was fourteen. Um, 14 million to make and only gross 12.2 so it's down 2 million um and then it's opening weekend it made half the budget so pretty much after opening weekend it just went downhill from there so yeah so i would i would doubt they make a third one of this i would hope that they don't yeah yeah no cuz i think they probably did what they meant to do in the third one in the credit sequence like yeah, they would have done the- yeah they would have done something like that with like the multi universes and stuff like that so anyways, right. so let's talk about some good things. How about that? Okay. All right. So what you got? I saw and you saw as well the new uh, Captain America Civil War trailer. Now, you weren't as much of – like I don't get excited for movies anymore, really. Like it has to be something ridiculously special for me too. But I like the trailer because – I. you know what I do? I just anytime I see a Marvel trailer, I compare it to DC, and I go, "Hey, you can't do that." No, I can because it makes it more enjoyable. Because I'm just like DC, you fucking idiots! Look yeah. at how a trailer is made. Like that's what I go. I go look at how much better this is gonna be than everything you do. Like this movie isn't even Justice League. Like it's not. It's not even Avengers, and it's still going to be better than your Justice League movie. So that's what that's what I thought. But what I did like, and it's been spoiled by every um, website and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. But in the trailer, they do finally reveal that Spider-Man will be in this movie. And look, he had a big role in Civil War comic books. 
um, which I loved. I love that whole series of Civil War, and that's what they're kind of doing here. It is called Civil War, but they're changing some storylines a little bit. What I don't, right. what I thought was funny was when Spider-Man shows up and he takes Captain America's shield away. It's a very, very young Spider-Man. Did you hear him talk? He has yeah. not hit puberty yet. That's what no. yeah. So it's like the, a thirteen-year-old on your team. Yeah, it's not good. Right, which I guess they can go in a different storyline way, but in the comic books, he's an adult with Mary Jane. What you know, she, he's married to her, so it brings right. a lot of stress on their marriage because he basically he's one of the guys who goes. He's on Iron Man's team, who's for registration, so he shows his face. That's like a big, big deal because Spider Man's never done that before. So when right. he comes out, that puts a target on him and his family. And it makes it a huge deal here where he's a teenager or even preteen. It sounded like I don't know how they're going to go with that unless that's just putting his family in danger, which is in a way the same type of thing. But he's not adult enough to make that kind of decision Right. for Spider-Man and Spider-Man spoiler alert as well uh, changes his mind because he realizes that it was a stupid idea and goes back and, you know, helps Captain America. So. You know, that's that's a thing. I don't think that will happen in this movie. I think they have more coming. So, but that's the comic books. It's just funny because everybody just keeps bitching about the Spider-Man reveal. And I'm like, that's not a big deal to me. I mean, like, we know he's going to be in it. Who gives a shit? Like, there's no, there's only so many ways they can fucking do that costume anyway. Like, what are you excited about? Like, you're not going to know who the, who's playing him. Like, why? What? Who? Why? Well, why? Why look, does this matter? Well, that's why it doesn't matter. I thought it was Panther a... was way more impressive, and Panther's a cooler character. No, pa- well, calm, 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 calm down. <laughs> Spider Man's one of my all time favorites, um, for sure. So a Panther doesn't even rank on my list at all. Like not even close to I anywhere. I was more excited to see. Um, ant-man in that trailer well yeah was yeah no Spider-Man one mentioned by no, far no one mentioned ant-man that's true but yeah but basically civil war is another avengers movie but with cooler people like it's a much bigger like they pulled a whole universe into yeah. it to, to a point like literally they should bring deadpool in like and just throw him in this movie there's no way no i don't no way no but what it what is great is this i was just like this is how you do a trailer this is how you get people interested. And I thought the Spider-Man part was fun because they're just like he it's a is. Cute yeah. Yeah, he's a smart ass and he can do crazy things like that. Like it's just but I thought that was better than the DC reveal in Batman Superman where you're like, there's fucking Wonder Woman looking goofy as fuck. Is is this chick with you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, thing that, the one thing that I hate about Batman and Superman is it's masquerading as Batman and Superman versus why don't you just call it a fucking Justice League movie? Like, really? You couldn't have just... Well, that's what happens. They're all going to be in it. Because you you already know what happened. First of all, where Civil War is different um, with Batman and Superman, you know they're just... They're fighting each other for a little while in the movie, and then they have to fight Doomsday. So all the... They already show that they align at the end of the movie to fight Doomsday. So what does it matter that they're quote-unquote mad at each other for a little bit in the film when they get together like you've you've completely taken out the whole thing will batman kill superman will superman kill batman you've taken it all out because you've already said oh no wonder woman shows up aquaman shows up and they have to fight doomsday like you already know this is happening so what the fuck and doomsday 
spoiler alert, is supposed to kill Superman. And I, I bet you they don't kill Superman. I bet you if he kills anyone, I bet you it's Batman. I'm going to tell you they're not killing Superman. That's my, that's my prediction. That's my prediction for this piece of garbage movie that's coming up. No, kind of already foreshadowed Batman dying because, I mean, you know, you're too old to die young now. Yeah. Yeah, they did it in the first, in the first part. <laughs> oh, fuck DC so bad. Uh, but anyway, so... So that's that's I'm I am I still don't get excited for Civil War, but I I think it's going to be a quality movie. Like I think that'll be a better movie than Avengers two. I I I, I thought Avengers two was a very mediocre movie. Like I didn't see very much special in it. Bless you. Thank you. Um yeah. Eh. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah grab me nothing's jumping out at me that i'm i think the reason why civil war is gonna be a bigger deal because um they're introducing so many more marvel characters to it and they're um having them interact in this universe and be kind of fun let's not let's not forget that just like what batman and superman were trying to capture in audiences it's always fun to have your favorite superheroes fight each other like, oh yeah. Then fighting bad guys that you don't care about. Like if it's just that swarm of insect creatures or whatever, you're just like, well, you know, they're, you're just gonna fuck them up. But if it's right. Iron Man versus Captain America, you're like, fuck yeah. Like that's something I want to see. Batman versus Superman, I don't give a shit about because Superman should win every fight. Like that's yeah. That's which how is it why works. he's a crappy character because there's nobody. DC's all aliens. Like there's no Cubans. Yeah. There's a, and I would recommend anyone who has the time look up on YouTube. Uh, Pete Holmes, the comedian, does a whole. It's called Badman. It's a whole Badman series, and like Patton Oswalt guest stars in, a, in a, one of them. And it's basically him doing the "I am Batman" voice like this, but in skits. So one of them is him and Superman, and it's exactly the way the movie should work, where Superman finds Batman he's like you know Clark I'm gonna have to or he's like um Bruce I'm gonna have to come I'm gonna come after you sometime and and uh and uh Batman's like well if that happens Clark may the best man win and then Superman goes oh I think we should team up and Batman goes why that's stupid and the whole it's five minutes of Batman just making fun of Superman like he's like he's like my main villain the main person that I fight is just a basic roided up jock, jock and he straight up broke my back. <laughs> and he goes, you could have fought Bane with one hand tied behind your back and with the other right. one you could have super jerked your dick. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was really well done where just showing that Superman does not need Batman, that Superman At can all. do whatever no he one. wants. Yeah, it's just, right. it, it's really well done. I, I butchered I butchered it with some of the stuff, but you should definitely go see it because it's it's very well done. All right, so let's talk about what looks to be an actual good movie out, too. Did you see the reviews for uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane? I haven't. I've been staying away from them. I won't read the review, but can I okay. tell you what the Rotten Tomatoes is? See, but that's just it, though. You were hating on it because you feel like they were showing way too much in the trailer. So and are I do, you changed your mind it, now? Well, the, in the new, well, do you want me to say what happened in the new trailer? That's fine. Okay. In the new trailer, they show even more because when she leaves, when Mary Elizabeth Winstead gets out and John Goodman's yelling at her through the door, it turns out that there's a woman 
outside the door as well that is asking to be let in and he's yelling don't let her in and she's like but she wants to blah, blah, blah. so they even so it's not even like they've it's almost like the i am legend thing uh for the movie where you know there are other people now whether she's you know an alien a monster whatever they're going right. for you don't right. know that if but, they're infected or if they're not yeah right but I will say, so 10 Cloverfield Lane has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And, and for a horror suspense movie to have right. who, to have been shown early, which they don't often do, and the night before it comes out, or technically, I'm sure there's some showings tonight. Um, right. For, for showings tonight going into tomorrow that score is not really going to drop down that much lower. It might it might reach 89 or 87 or something like that. But in general, that's a very good score uh, for a movie like this especially. So that might be something uh, maybe Ian hates. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know. If I have time this weekend, I'll let you know. I might go see it. I haven't decided okay. yet. Yeah. It's, it's, the only thing I don't like about it is it's PG-13. And I think... I think it wasn't the first one 13 too though. I thought it was R. Let me check that. Let me check. Um, I, so. I thought it was R because let's see. So this was, I don't know. I couldn't get through the first one. It was making me so sick. I hate the first point. Blah, blah. Yeah. Well, that was tough, but the storyline itself, I thought it was something new because I don't like any of those movies where it's PG-13. a big, Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's 77% Rotten Tomatoes for Cloverfield. Okay. So this is completely different, though. This will be steady cam. You know, there Thank won't God. be. Yeah, there won't be anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that's interesting. I think that might be uh, something good to check out because it does look. I already like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And I do think they, they put out too much in the commercials. So they were doing so well with their small time marketing. But. Right. Hey, that's a good uh, that's a good review. So, might have to go see it. I mean, it's getting better reviews than uh, the Divergent series. Uh, hold on, what's it called? It's called Oh Allegiant. That's what it's called. Okay. It's not even Allegiance. It's Allegiant, um, and it has a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. So, ooh, I don't think that's uh, gonna do too well. And that opens next week. So if if that's already a 15% Rotten Tomatoes, it's only going down. There's no way. Oh, my God. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. That's awful. Oh, oh that's awful. What? Jeff Daniels is in that? Oh, that sucks. Oh, damn it. Okay, one more thing with Hot oh. Tub Time Machine. I really want to say the tagline, and it was called Soak Harder. Oh, see, I thought it was... um. Oh, something about the past, like kick, kick the, kick the past instead of kick or kick the ass of the past or some bullshit like that. So Carter. Uh, so Carter is, is what IMDb is recording as their tagline. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think we made this movie sound funnier than it is. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a problem. Um, I mean, guys, feel free to watch it if you want. I just, I would not, I would <laughs> just not don't be surprised it. that it's just. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Seriously, it's not good. Um, we make things sound funnier because we're joking about how bad it is and trying to get through it. Yeah, because <laughs> if we have to watch these movies to ha to make jokes, like we're gonna take advantage of that. That's that's the way it's gonna be. So, 
All right, I think, is there anything else coming out? Is there anything else going on? No? All right. I don't think so. Well, would you like to do your plugs then? Sure. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy. Um, it's obviously photos, so it's just a lot of a lot of my random stuff. It obviously has to do with the podcast. Um, I will be Ren Faring all weekend, so that'll be a lot of that. So there'll be a lot of tits and corsets and just evilness going on for this weekend when it comes to Instagram, which I'm kind of excited about. See oh. how horrible the Tampa Bay Ren Fair is. Oh, Ooh, those, crossed. those evil tits. Oh. So we'll see how well that works out. It's nothing like some sunburnt, dusty tits. So that's that's what's going on on Instagram you certainly this paid particular a weekend. I know. Well, <laughs> you paint a picture up. with words. <laughs> um, and then you can also find me on Facebook, which is Nerdy Girl Ivy as well. Um, I haven't decided to do Twitter yet because that that's more effort than me taking photos of uh, dusty tits. So there you go. <laughs> and there we go. High five. <laughs> High five. So let's see. So I guess do this plug is uh, you are listening to Ian Hates Movies. Uh, You can uh, either you're, I mean, hopefully you're listening. You're either listening on the website, ianhates.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, whatever podcast app you have, um, hopefully. If you enjoy what you hear, uh, please feel free to rate us um, five stars, preferably if you can like the shows, do all that kind of stuff, because the more popularity we get, the better the content ends up being, um, which is always a good thing that, uh, you know, more movie choices, you know, all that kind of stuff. Feel, right. Yeah. Feel free to recommend movies. Feel free to do that. There's a submission form on the website on ianhates.com. Uh, you can also email the Gmail you like that? Email the Gmail. Ooh, yeah, I know, right? You. We're going back in time. There we go. See, people don't see it, but I'm doing like finger motions like <laughs> oh, like this guy over here. So <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, right? Maybe we're still a little punch drunk on a Thursday too, you know? That's because it's way past my bedtime. Yeah, mine too. Uh, but that's why I'm doing the editing tomorrow. So for the... Uh, for the email, it's ianhates at gmail.com. And then you can also tweeter us. Um, you know, when I say tweeter, I think of the movie Varsity Blues, where tweeter was the crazy <laughs> kid that was running around. <laughs> I don't want your life. We are doing that movie too, by the way. Oh, all right. We're going way too. All right. Plug time. Plug time. So you can you can tweeter us at uh, ianhatespodcast, singular. So ianhatespodcast. Uh, you can tell us stuff on there too. And then, uh, yeah, I also do a music one. I do Ian Hates Music. Uh, we just had a, another interview and a um, album review uh, yesterday on a band uh, called A War Within. Very good music and uh, great guys. So you can look that up as well on Ian Hates. All these streams, just look up Ian Hates on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot. So, yeah. Hopefully, you got all the plugs out there. I think that was all the things I needed to do, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any catchphrase or anything you have for the end of the show? Stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream. Damn it. I have to listen to that sound. <laughs> I hate you so much. Well, it's a good song. God. Yeah, but like I have it with... Okay, so I have the greatest hits of Huey and the Lady News, so I have to listen to like 
There's like five songs. So like on every uh, what I was about to say every song off their albums. <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> have it have it lull you to sleep with the dulcet tones of oh. Huey Lewis and the News. Heart of rock and roll. Okay, yeah. Heart of rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So are those your last words for the podcast? Yes. All right. <laughs> and I will leave you the way I always do: long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.